My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so. September 18th, 2023, and for those of us that are officially on the East Coast, which I am now for a while, that would put me into Tuesday officially, one day later. So it's all good. Pretty beautiful place up here in the uh, Appalachia area, so pretty neat. It's been a good few days, pretty amazing experience. The way God works and brings us together and really weaves his tapestry. It's a constant reminder on this last, this whole last 10 days of just putting trust in him and really leaning in and letting him open those doors that only he can open. And I know we use those metaphors a lot, but when you walk it and see it and experience it, 
it's more than just a word. He really does guide us in each and every step. And I think so much of that is part of what we're going to be heading into this week, especially with Bards Fest, which is going to be pretty amazing. And so for those of you traveling, we'll do a prayer on that today too, because there's a lot of people on the move and it's good. And we've got to keep ourselves very focused. Keep your armor up. We can really stress that this is a time when the devil knows very well what we're up to. I mean, let's not, let's not be fooling ourselves. And it doesn't make demons happy when we bring people together to cast them out, to raise the dead, to do great healing, to praise the, shake the world and praise the world with Jesus. And just that's what we do. But that also means we're in the war. So let's be really very real and vigilant about it. Keep your prayers up. Keep yourself focused. Keep your armor strong. And walk in, truly walk with Jesus. It's uh, not an understatement or even just a flippant statement. I mean, it is be there now. This is the time. One thing that's pretty clear is we know that these psychopaths that are running the world are doing everything they can to engineer a food shortage. And that's happening. And this is a sort of thing that we have to be cognizant of with everything that we do right now and, and how they are going to try to control the world through food. Now, it's in our feelings and what we know that something unthinkable could happen and could happen soon. We all feel it. We don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's just the tension in the air or what it is. We really know that it's there. And there's tons of distractions. There's tons of smoke screens. The media is denying pretty much everything. We're keeping our eyes away from it. But the problem with that is we won't see it coming if it comes. And the thing is you have to be smart about how you invest your time and your money and your resources. And part of that is to make sure you're investing some of that into emergency food. And you need to do it today. It's pretty important. There's a phrase that's said by what we would say would be a wise man. Uh, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. That's a true statement. So My Patriot Supply, which is the world's or the nation's leading emergency food supply storage, food, emergency food storage company. Um, if you go to their website and you use preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you're going to save 25% on My Patriot Supply three-month emergency food kits. That gives you a wide variety of delicious meals. It gives you over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength, especially under stress. So you need to stock up. You need to do it now before everything else starts to fall apart and people start losing their mind and go straight-up panic. And remember as well, it's free shipping, it's automatic with the with your order, and those orders ship fast. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check out what My Patriot Supply has. Take this time seriously. There's a lot cooking here. We don't really know what's, what's going on, but we know something big is coming. We can feel it. There is a um, piece I want to play for you as soon as I find it. And it's right here. And this is... Um, I just want you to take warning of this. I, I can't verify this. I know where this came from. As far as who sent it to me was Dr. Lee Merritt. And it was came from Dr. Artis as well. So I'm always cautious about some of this. However, this story I'm going to share with you right here is short. It's uh, about a minute 37. 
and the person what they're speaking about, Todd Callender has also been speaking about, which is frequency activation of the graphene oxide. So I want you to hear it. I think it's some good advice. We're going to talk through this as we lead into lead through tonight's show. Take a listen. I was asked to share the following message with the world. Remember, I'm only the messenger. What you choose to do with this information is up to you and your own free will. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. Everyone will be affected regardless of your status. The plan is to also do this in Israel at the same exact time. There are certain organizations that are doing their best to stop this in both Israel and the United States. Hopefully they will be able to stop this and stopping this in Israel looks promising, but stopping this in the United States is still up in the air. This will also include Puerto Rico, Hawaii, and Alaska. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. This type of wavelength can affect us physically, mentally, and emotionally. I urge you all to protect yourself, and I ask you all to share this video far and wide. Thank you very much. Okay, so hold on. A man so. had two sons. Whoops. A man had two sons. Um, <laughs> that was the next video. So here, here's my take on this, and I wanted you to hear it. I think it's important, and I think it's important to be proactive on this. The one thing is you can't shut off your phones, so understand that. And this new system that they're working with pushes through that reality, meaning that their emergency broadcast system that they're testing is to push it into phones even when people aren't using the phone. There is a solution to it, and I would highly recommend that you take it seriously. I carry a Faraday bag, a number of them, and it really what you need to do is shut your phone off and stick it in a Faraday bag. Now, if you don't have a Faraday bag, what I would do is stick my phone in something like I'd wrap it in foil or something and stick it inside of a drawer. The point that I'm trying to get at is I don't know whether this is accurate or not, but I do know that Todd Callender is very active in identifying the frequencies that will activate mRNA and the graphene oxide, and that this is established science. It's not, I mean, when we talk real, established research. So is it possible? The answer is yes. Is the advice of just shutting off your phone good? I would say it's average at best. Be more proactive. I would definitely, I'm going to just take that day and just have my phone off. I'm not going to deal with it. And I'm going to put it in a Faraday bag. I'm going to throw it aside. And I'm going to stay away from retards that are going to be having their phone go off all the time. Because I'm just going to kind of isolate myself for that day and be careful. Um, there's a window that he's talking about. And I'm going to, once we're past that window, which fortunately we're before it with bended knee and we're after it with uh, Bards FM. But in that critical window is what I'm going to focus on. And that's about two hours before and two hours after. So it's about a four-hour block. Isolate, 
And just be aware. Is it possible? 100%. In fact, in the movie The Kingsman, if you want to check that out, there's a, if you type in, go into, go into YouTube and type in Kingsman, the church scene, you'll see they do this exact thing. They trigger a frequency signal in that movie that sends people into an insane rage and they end up killing each other in the church. So again, this is not new technology in the concept because they use it for active shooters. CIA has been mastering it for years. We know that there's more motive to this shot than we know. There are, is a lot of the nanoparticles in our atmosphere and around us. They've been dumping that crap into the atmospheres, and we know that. So all of these things, is it possible? Yes. Am I going to panic about it? No. Am I going to be proactive about it? Yes. And am I going to make sure and pray against it? You're doggone right. We're going to do it tonight. So that's, that's really the, the kind of the approach, but I want you to be aware. And that's part of being us all is truly understanding that being watchers on the wall, we have the obligation to speak the truth or at least speak what we see as possible and then calibrate to be proactive and not let the problem persist as much as possible. So let's do that. In fact, right now, let's just go ahead and pray against this nonsense. So Father, we just come here before you and literally as we pray against this fortress and stronghold that the enemy is creating using frequencies and the infrastructure of the cell network, sending out signals with the attempt to try to disrupt and cause mayhem and perhaps physical damage in people across the globe. And Father, we we just completely rebuke this. We establish a, a repelling force around us all. We place a hedge of protection around humanity that would be potentially effective. And then we zero in our prayers to seek complete destruction and implosion of these systems that are attempting to try to send frequencies that will cause damage to humankind. In fact, Father, we, we repel this to such a degree that when they we're declaring that when they press that button to try to transmit that signal, that that signal will loop back on itself and destroy the very systems in which they're using. Literally just in, in complete inversion of the, of the attempt to where it will come back on them sevenfold and destroy the systems. And we declare that in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There, I feel a little bit better. We got ourselves some serious repelling energy. We'll do a lot more of that as we go on, but we definitely need to be using both the prayer warfare and our common sense. And I think that's probably a pretty good idea. Ephesians 4, starting in 17. So this I say, and after and, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk, in futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that it is in them, because of the hard, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have become themselves over the over and given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you do not learn Christ in this way. You did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been thought in, and have taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner in life, you lay 
aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. This week, as we're walking into Bard's Fest more than ever, I think it's just because we have a focal point, but it's really a week of shedding and letting go a lot of the falsities and uh, perhaps the lying and, and deceiving that we allow ourselves to do. I think we do a lot more of it than we often realize. And I think it's important that we get hold of it in any way, even in its smallest form. This is really a powerful week. And it's building, I think people feel it, both nationally and through the stupidity of our, of our politics, but equally in the might of the hand of God as we start to come together and bring fellowship into this time. This Bars Fest has more people than I expected, and they're powerful people. And I'm, every time I engage with them, I'm reaffirmed by God that we made the right decision on every single speaker. And it's important that each one has the time to speak and share their message and that we resonate with what that means. We're really setting up a condition here, whether you're here locally or whether you're going to be online, it's going to be really marinating in the Holy Spirit. And it's important to see this right now in this hour and this time. And part of that and the effectiveness of that is for us to cleanse our heart, let go of our fears, let go of our anxieties, and purify the thoughts that we have. That is a really challenging thing because we are quietly and easily corrupted if we don't keep our armor up. And it's we have to be aware because it's the little things. If we're going to trip up on a little lie here or there, it becomes a, a, a snowball in time. If we think we can shortcut a truth or hide something, the one thing that I will tell you that is really evident to me in prayer with Bard's Fest, and it's going to be amplified outside of Bard's Fest, is you cannot hide in front of God. You cannot hide your heart. You cannot hide anything in front of God. God will strip it through and see right to the core of you. And the beauty of what's happening here at Bard's Fest is there's many people that I brought to this place that walk that way. They see the heart the way it is, not the way you think that you can portray it. And it's very important to understand the, how powerful that is and how important that is because these are people that are coming with the intentions to guide and to help and to assist. And so to literally awaken people to the greater power in the Holy Spirit. And that means that if one is hiding things, and I expect to see some interesting things over this coming days, because if people are hiding things or coming in with baggage trying to put on false pretenses, trying to walk with obsessions like the Gentiles. Truth is going to cut right through that. And truth will ultimately set you free, but truth is the part, is the sword that cuts, and it cuts deep. And truth isn't easy always to hear. And so it's easy when, many times when we get hit with truth, we repel with our own defenses and try to put up a guard because what strikes is true. And when we get st we struck with truth, and it hurts because we've been living a lie. And it smites because we've been building up walls to reinforce that. We each can go through this process. We don't have to have people on the outside. We're equipped internally to be able to do all of this. But 
having the assistance of people that can pray with you, having the assistance that people can see into your heart perhaps when you can't see through them, the, 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 the casings that we put around it. Those are people with good intentions that can help set things free. That's literally at the core of deliverance, which is to understand those contracts and influences that we've brought into our life by the darkness and to accept the fact that there is a demonic element in our world that seeks constantly to steer us, to obsess us, to possess us, and to lead us astray. But it doesn't have to be a clown show. It doesn't have to be an act and stunt of screaming and hollering. And Deliverance can be very personal. It should be very personal. And it can be very targeted and should be. And it can be very calm. God hears us whether we scream or whether we stand here quietly on a mic. God hears you whether you are in a room yelling or whether you're on your knees praying. God hears you. And the biggest thing is the intention of what we do. Our objective should always be to set ourselves free, keep ourselves free, and help others set themselves free. Those are critical words, especially when you get into the places of things like deliverance, where there's an attempt and often a need for, to rely on somebody to help you find and set yourself free from those influences. But you have a choice. It's like any addiction. We have choices. We make those choices. And those choices are ours to make. And while it's helpful to have people at times intercede to show you a pathway out, the end of the day, each one of us is accountable and must make the choices ourselves because no one else is going to do it for us. That's a lot of maturing within the body of Christ. Taking accountability for things. Being honest and true, even when it's not easy. That's the accountability of things. Being transparent to our Father of our sins. And we say that, and you, you, this can be a strange thing because people will say, well, Father knows your heart. He knows our heart. Yes, he does. But it's us to show him because it's there that we build trust. It's there that we build intimacy with him as we are honest with him and therefore he can guide us and let us see deeper within who we are to improve us, to graze us, to make us greater in he. And ultimately, that's the whole, it should be our walk in life of trying to do that all this time. And I think what's really amazing is this week when we come together as a fellowship, you feel that, you experience that. You start to understand better together how powerful we are within us and through us and in our daily lives. Barsfest is going to end with a focus on sexual immoralities, and addictions. It's going to target a lot towards, we're going to end it with an evening with some fairly intense deliverance and prayer. It's a building across the days. Each day adding a, a brick to the, to the building. Each day putting on a little bit more mortar. Each day adding a, a layer so that when we get to that place of Saturday evening, we're in a place where We've welcomed, we've set a table and invited Jesus in to sit down and dine with us and break bread. We've opened the doors to the Holy Spirit to fill in. And at this point in time, even the hardened, most hardened hearts will start to be shed and revealed what's and be revealed what's underneath. The biggest challenge we have as a nation right now is that the nuclear threat from Russia. It's not the 
siphoning of 170 plus billion dollars to Ukraine. It's not the shots that they're trying to bring out again. It's not even the frequency attack from apparently from FEMA. The biggest challenge and biggest threat we have to this nation is pornography. And what it's doing, not only to our men, but to our women and to our families and ultimately to our children. And because through that hub of pornography, everything else spins out. This is where we literally see the growth of sexual immorality, the breakdown of intimacy within a family and within a couple's lives. We fudge lines and start to tell ourselves that it's okay to do this or do that. We start to tease ourselves and tell ourselves we can do we should maybe do something but we won't or we can do this when we know we shouldn't and it is a constant seed of corruption that sits within us and it's something that I'm committed to and there's other committed to to help people break those addictions but at the core of it all no one's going to do it for you and each one of us has the strength to make that decision Sometimes people need a little assistance to get out of the pit, to get over the hump. But it's a decision that each person has to make, whether you're going to be controlled by those sorts of perverted addictions or whether you're going to have the strength to stand up and say no more. Because right there at the core of that is the strength of a nation. And when we hear these words, nations shall be judged, you're right. It's so right, but it comes down to the individual because if so many people in that nation are compromising values, morals, strength, the nation is judged easily and poorly for the people that receive it because at the end of the day, they've given up on their faith in God. Even someone who says to me, I'm a Christian, but I I struggle with porn addiction. My question is, how can that be? I'm not being flippant, but it's a challenge question to put to everybody else. to to put to somebody that says this. How can you be a Christian and have true faith and strength in Jesus when you're allowing something like this to pull you down? It's not minimizing it. It's a choice. And the choices aren't difficult. You're choosing in our lives each step that we make, a choice to walk with Christ or a choice not to, a choice to serve the father of lies or a choice to serve Jesus. Everything we do has that split in it every day. Everything, action, every breath, every step. You drive down the road and you're driving on the right side of the road. You have a choice when someone comes at you. In a split second, you can turn the wheel and head them on. Kill yourself and kill them. That's suicide. Every day. We saw the youth. If you've seen this video circulating around, the youth are driving a car, racing a car down the road. An older gentleman is riding his bicycle. They run him over, throw the man over the roof, and the man eventually dies. These are choices. They're not accidents. They're not compelled because of demons in you. It's choices. Now, the demons get hold of it. I shouldn't say it's not compelled. Demons get hold of it and drive it. But at the end of the day, there's something in us that is desiring or allowing it. And maybe that allowing it is weakness. But weakness in what? That's the question. What are we afraid of? What's causing this door to open wide? And ultimately... Ultimately, it's typically a weakness, a fear to speak a truth. 
something there that we don't like to expose and let people know. And that truth that's spoken is a mountain that we build. And the, the devil is so good at taking these ideas and making them big. We hold back a truth on something and we think that we're doing ourselves a service. We think that we're protecting ourselves or someone else. And yet, the truth sits there and it keeps pecking at us. And that lie that we created keeps festering. You ever put a stone in your shoe or had a stone in your shoe and walk it out and think you can get away with it? You won't. You can think you can, but you won't. You walk up the mountains, you walk down the mountains, you walk around and you're like, ah, that stone won't bother me. And I'll just wait till I get to camp 10 miles later and you got a hole bored in your foot and you're using moleskin to patch it over to try to rebuild the sole of your foot because you didn't take the time simply to stop and say, I don't want the rock anymore. And it's a choice. We roll with these addictions like pornography. We roll with them as we go along and we tell ourselves, yeah, it's not helping. It's not hurting. It's not hurting. It's okay. It's okay. It's boring a hole in your soul. It's draining your life and your love. It's jading you in the ways that you see the world. It's turning the beauty and the sanctity of marriage into a sexual obsession of sex. Intimacy falls. The love and intimacy that you felt before you start to look at these fake things that you see in the, in the pornography and you look at your wife then and she's imperfect. She's not as hot as you may want. Not as sexy. Because you've been shown them this transgender dude over here with fake tits and everything else to try to convince you that that's what hot is as you're obsessed with those things, many of which are men, by the way. And you, then you turn around and you look at the gift that God gave you and suddenly it doesn't look the same. That's that stone that was in your boot that just bore a hole in your foot. So the whole point of this conversation tonight is this is about choices and hard ones in this critical hour. Lots of people out here that deal with this, with this addiction, men and women alike. It's difficult sometimes to talk about. People want to be somewhat coddled to help them through it. Well, this is a choice moment. And we're coming into a hard choice moment for all of us. Choices of whom we serve. And it's a hard choice one has to make. Yes, we'll pray with it. Yes, we'll cast out demons. Yes, we will equip men for the tools and women with the tools to understand that pornography addictions are part of a greater plan of attack to destroy the family. But everybody needs to hear this. Whatever your proclivity is towards pornography, everywhere you begin in pornography, you always end at the same place. It's proven. You start with wherever you enter into pornography, the people arrive at the same place. And what is that? It's the desire for sexual images or experiences with children. It's not even a question. It's exactly what happens. And that's why it's such a dangerous and destructive force. It unwires us. It rips our morality from us. It guts us in deep, deep and personal ways. And it's good to reach out and have prayer and help with others. 
But when you reach out, you better be reaching out with a spine to say, I'm going to fix this. I just need to get over this bump. Not with the intention that someone else will fix it for me. Because I'll tell you what, the testimony before the throne is not going to look kindly upon someone who's constantly looking at someone else to fix their problem for them. And those children out there that ultimately, no matter how you consume porn, you're driving that industry, their screams for help, their screams of pain and torture, their screams of begging to be set free are driven by every ounce and every desire ounce of pornographic and sexual imagery and sexual exploitation. And this is countrywide. Our country is not going to reset itself until we solve a simple problem. And when we solve this simple problem, everything else becomes easier and greater. And that is to sever completely the addictions of pornography in the lives of, the Ameri of Americans. And it's global as well. It's speaking specifically of this country because we have one of the worst problems in the world. And we don't want to admit it. In fact, worse... We want to think it's cool. It's not cool. It's destructive. And a nation will pay a price. As I said, nations will be judged. And by virtue of just for God pulling his hand back, not doing a lot, a nation is judged. Because the, trans, the, the transgression and the collapse of society at the end is all God has to do is step his hand back and let the natural progression of what pornography does play out. And in so doing, families will be destroyed. So for anyone out there dealing with pornography addictions right now, I want you to put this before yourself and ask yourself if you can live with this. That every time you look there, some child screams. And every time you turn a page, I don't care who it is, what level it is, whether it's women, whether it's young girls, whatever it is, a child is suffering because of you. The cause and effect is provable. And that reality, if you don't face it, will burden you ultimately and will be part of your testimony before the throne. We have to get militant towards this. Yes, when we deal, we'll help one another with a compassionate heart, but there has to be a militant edge. Because it's too easy to give ourselves excuses, especially as a nation, to go, oh, well, it's just this. Like we give ourselves excuses. Well, we can't do anything about abortion clinics. Well, we can't do anything about these transgender clinics. Yeah, pornography, it's not that big of a deal. Whatever, man, why can't you get used to it? It's just cool. It's just pornography. It's just a playboy. It's just a penthouse. Whatever, man. And I like the articles, they say. Load of crap. This is strictly the devil's hand in all of this. So, for the men dealing with it, and those that I'll continue to work with, I want you free. I want to see you free. And I care about that. But I'm not going to butter your bread. And if it keeps up and you come back to me for help, I'll probably kick you in the balls virtually. Because you've got to have a spine as a man. 
And you've got to have an understanding of what it is to be a man, that this fight is real, that the war is real, and that you've got to spine up. Women, you're not excluded. Though The focus is on men tonight, but you know very well that women's the fastest growing pornography market in the country. So it's time to get serious because at the core of all things, it's, it's a cause and effect. Children are being destroyed. Families are being dismantled. And the cohesive element there that is doing it is pornography. We rid that problem and so many things begin to reset and all of these other things that were smothered by it get exposed. So when we talk about Operation Vineyard and we talk about helping building sanctuary for kids and I get messages is like, well, how come we're not moving fast enough? Start here. Break the addictions of porn. Help your neighbors, your friends, your family, because I'm telling you, it's far worse than anybody's admitting. Purify the soul of the nation. And as the parents are reset and the families are made strong again, the protectors of the children, their children are reset. God builds a marriage in a powerful form. It's a union, a covenant with heaven, two people coming together to make a union and in so doing creating a third, the third being the marriage. The marriage is birthed. The marriage then is a, is a protective element, a, a two-person team that then is going to be given gifts, hopefully, of having children. And those two, that two-person team is working diligently and sure should be to raise up, protect, nurture, mentor, strengthen a child. Even marriage, we just, we, we've turned it into a joke. And I am speaking from someone who has failed and owns that failure and has brought it before the throne and is honest about it. But it gives me the right as well to speak in terms of the disaster and train wreck marriage has become. And when we unwind all of this and when we really want to clean things up, let's begin with what we can accomplish and what that small victory will be. That small victory, which becomes a tsunami, is break the addictions of pornography. So Bars Fest, we're going to close Saturday night with those sorts of confessionals. We're going to have teams available to work with people. We want to free that. And that was, that's not exclusive to Saturday night. We'll do it anytime you want. And I speak this to anybody that's there. Women, you are included in this. And it takes courage. You don't get to slide here. But the one thing I'll warn everybody at Bards Fest, there are some amazing people that walk with God here. You will not hide your heart, and God will not let you. And I think that's a wonderful thing. We're raising up an army. We're raising up an army that's walking under the banner of Christ. And that means something. And the more that we walk down that path, we walk that steps of Jesus, we mean, we truly understand it means something. Each one of us has to carry a measure of our cross. Each one of us is going to have tough times because it's not supposed to be easy. We all want this victory. I didn't say all, because I really don't care anymore. 
but there's a pervasive amount of people in our nation that want this quick victory to get Trump back in office so things can quickly change. Things are not changing until people's morality changes, until the core and center of corruptive nodes are removed. And what are those? Pornography. And unfortunately, the worst of them all, which is the exploitation, sexual abuse, and trafficking of kids. Those rancid spots begin in our homes and it begins in simple steps and it begins in understanding if you are addicted to porn, using porn as a regular basis, I don't care what sex, you are contributing to the control of this nation by the forces of destruction that will ultimately lead us into the abyss because nations will be judged. So be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Have a spine. And do not bow to this enemy. Pornography addictions are about a warfare attack. Whether you're a man or a woman, this is warfare. And the fight is being waged on you and it's a pernicious weapon. It's an evil weapon. Because it has this lustfulness in it. As we just read in Ephesians 4, 17, there's a lustfulness in it that draws people into the life of the Gentiles. That lustfulness you can pray against and it has to be destroyed because we have to be set free because in doing so, this nation will truly be restored. Let's pray. Father, we're blessed to be here tonight. And tonight we're just praying for all of those that are suffering from the addictions of pornography, man or woman, or youth for that matter. Sadly, so many youth are even involved in this. Father, as I gave my own testimony here tonight, I'm not perfect, nor have I been on these topics, whether it's marriage or these other things of, of desiring the, the sexual things of, of, that we do in our life. But in truth, as I've walked and you've shown and the wisdom you've given those chains have been broken. So tonight, Father, we open that door. And my prayer here tonight is for those that are suffering from these moments to understand that this is a moment in time that these decisions must be made, man or woman or child. Addictions to pornography must be broken and shattered. The chains must be severed and these things must be bound and cast into the lake of fire forever. But it takes strength. So, Father, tonight we pray for the strength of the heart to overcome, not to be waiting for someone to fix it for us, but have the courage and boldness to turn to you and say, Father, I shall be free. And make that choice and never look back. Put the eyes on the cross and walk with Jesus and be bold in this world and mighty and walk as our King would want you to walk. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Patriots, freedom on that other side is huge. If you know somebody that needs help, let's get them help. You know I'm available. We'll make ourselves available. This is an effort that we have to do and to solve this. At the core, it's always the same. It's the children, and the layer above that is the family. And we're trying to restore both, because when we do that, this nation becomes mighty again. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight.
God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body Close to me, look how it is.